I'm a covenant man Living in the riches of my Lord and King I'm a covenant man Committed to him in everything I do believe he'll come again And I know one thing I'm gonna do till then Is learn to live in the blessing of Abraham The Lord told me how he wants me to be to abide in Hello everyone and welcome to the Covenant Living Broadcast. I'm David Weeder, and I sure am glad you're here today. Glory to God. We are going to pick up this week and continue on with our series on the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit of God. Glory to God. Last week we talked a little bit about you know it, <laughs> some, somebody that's, that's not familiar with uh, uh, church ease, Christian ease. Uh, you know, I've heard people say, what is the Holy Ghost? Well, as we saw last week, is he's not really a what as much as he is a who. And we went into some detail about him being the third part of the Godhead, what's commonly referred to as the Trinity, glory to God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. So we're going to pick up from there. We saw kind of who he was. I want to talk a little bit more about his nature. You know, you, you really, you want to get to know somebody, you got to find out some descriptions about them. So we're going to go into that today. But let's start off with a word of prayer. Father, I thank you today for this, another opportunity to teach, to preach. And yes, I release my faith right now that as your word is taught that the healing power of God will manifest in this video audience, this audio audience. I'm asking you, Holy Spirit, to move and manifest healing as the word goes forth. And Father, I'm asking you to help me deliver this word accurately and with precision. My desire is to say only what I hear you say and do only what I see you do. And I'm asking you to help the audience hear just as accurately. And I thank you. I'm so honored to be able to teach and preach your word. And I give you the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Well, we saw who the Holy Spirit was. Let's look at some descriptions. Now, we, want, we ended up last time talking about and making the comparison so that you could kind of grasp the concept of three and yet one. And you'll see a lot of times in the Word, where the descriptions uh, overlap, you know, where it says, it's the Father within me, He doeth the works. But yet the descriptions and the layouts in Genesis, as you'll see a little bit later, maybe in this broadcast, but definitely if not this one, the next one, um, you'll see the functioning and how creation came about was actually the Holy Spirit doing the work part 
And so you'll see some references like that. There's some references that reference all three, you know, as one, as, as, the, as the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, all three. Well, you know, you do that the same thing. You don't say, you know, you don't say things like, well, uh, my mind is thinking about having some dinner. No, you say, I'm thinking about having some dinner, even though your mind works through your brain. You know, and if you have a revelation about spirit, soul, and body, you don't say, well, most of the time, you, you know, you don't say, well, my spirit's going to go get in the car now. No, you say, I'm going to go get in the car now. Even though I am a spirit that lives in a body, you're talking about your body. And so you'll see these concepts intertwined and interwoven uh, in a lot of scriptures. And so with that being said, I want to look at Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And uh, yeah, this is, this is not December. You, you didn't get that wrong. I know this is usually a quote-unquote Christmas scripture, but, um, well, you know, I do a lot of, this is, this is July, and, you know, you've heard about Christmas in July, so, I mean, it's almost fitting, especially around my family. Man, my family, man... It'd be August and 110 degrees outside. We go around Christmas singing Christmas songs. It just kind of helps. It helps you feel better, you know. Anyway, all that to say, look at Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. So, it's, you know, talking about Jesus here. But it goes on to say, And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. So you see multiple references here. You've got the so you're talking about the Son, but yet it also says the Everlasting Father. So you're talking about the Father God, but then it talks about wonderful. It talks about Counselor, and we're about to see that. If you'll go with me over now to John 14. John chapter 14, this is so wonderful. All right, John chapter 14, and we're just going to jump right in here at verse 16. And this is Jesus talking. He says, I will pray the Father that he give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Now, if you look that up in the Amplified Classic version, they went back into the Greek and just studied out that word comforter. Listen to some of these definitions. I want you to pay attention because it shows you the character, the personality of the Holy Spirit. That word comforter means counselor, where we just saw that in uh, Isaiah, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby, and comforter. So now you're getting a concept of the personality and character of the Holy Spirit. You, it, you'll, you'll notice in the, first, in the next verse, in verse 17, it even talks, it says, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. So you've got different references to the Spirit. He's the Spirit of truth. We talked last broadcast, thy word is truth. He's the Spirit of the word. 
He's a counselor. He's a comforter. You need comfort in your life? The Holy Ghost is there for you. You need wisdom in your life and advice? You got a big deal coming up? He's the counselor. He can, he can counsel you in perfect. You know, you hear people say, well, you know, hindsight's 2020. Yeah, but foresight with the Holy Ghost is better than that. He's the counselor. Listen to him. He can make deals like nobody else can make deals. But this, as we start going through these words and we start looking at these words, I want you to give an image on the inside of you of who the Holy Spirit is. Yeah, he's the third part of the Godhead, but these descriptions give you an idea of what he's like. Go with me. Let's see. How do we want to do this, Father? Okay, yeah. Another description in Hebrews chapter 10, he's referred to as the Spirit of Grace. There's a, that, that, that is a perfect description. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He is gracious. There's a, there's a lot of, um, you know, Satan tries to counterfeit things. And so, you know, there are demonstrations of angelic, fallen angelic beings. And that's what people, you know, you talk about, you see all the horror movies with demons and, you know, evil spirits and all that kind of stuff. Well, that's what those are. They're evil spirits. They try to drive people, make people do things, make people do wild, crazy things that are always destructive not the Spirit of grace. The Spirit of God, the Spirit of grace is gracious. That's why it talks about yielding to the Spirit. He's not going to force you to do anything. And another description of him, and I want you to turn to this one, is second, found in 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 1. And let's see. We will start in verse 6. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God. Ah, so now we get another description. He's a gift from God to the church. And we'll get into that in more detail later. Which is in thee by the laying, putting on of my hands. <clears throat> Four. God has not given us the spirit of fear. That's not who he is. If there's fear involved, it's not the Holy Ghost. So he's not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. So dissect that. He hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but he's given us the spirit of power, the spirit of love and the spirit of a sound mind. If you're worried, anxious all the time, you need some soundness of mind. And the Holy Spirit is the one that can help you do it. Now, allow me to introduce you to the spirit of power. Turn with me back to Isaiah. Get my first covenant sword here. Isaiah... And we're going to be going to chapter 40. I want you 
it's, it's almost impossible to wrap your mind around this. It is so good. Isaiah chapter 40, and we're going to start in verse 11. As soon as I can find it. Here we go. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom. See, he's gracious. He's gentle. And shall gently lead those that are with young. Get this. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand. The waters of the earth in the hollow of his hand. He's meted. That's, that's, a, that's an old word for measured. He's measured out heaven with the span. The span is the distance between the tip of the thumb and the tip of the little finger. Now, if you study this out in some Jewish commentaries and things like that, it actually specifies a nine-inch span. So that's, that's Jesus' span. <laughs> it's nine inches. That's the span. Measured heaven <laughs> with a span. And comprehended, understood calculated the dust of the earth in a measure and weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance. Who has directed the Spirit of the Lord, the Holy Spirit? Who's being His counselor? Who's taught Him? With whom took He counsel and in who instructed him and taught him in the path of judgment and taught him knowledge and showed him the way of understanding. Can you get a hold of that? The Holy Spirit took a piece of dust, put it in a scale, in a balance, and calculated the weight of all of the earth. You, can you understand? No, you can't. I can't neither. All of the damage that has been done. I mean, we've blown up mountains over here. We've, we dig big old holes over here and we put the dirt over there. And then he took a drop of water in the hollow of his hand and calculated the weight of the Pacific Ocean and all the tides. You've got to be kidding me. And all of that and the earth is still on its axis, still rotating, still circling through space, just exactly on time the way it's supposed to. There's no computer, even in conceptual process of development, that can even scratch the surface of that type of calculation, that type of mental ability and he's supposed to be your counselor now turn back with me to Genesis chapter 1 we're going to see the Holy Ghost in action now he's already 
he's already calculated all of the earth on the planet. He's already, all the dirt, all the dust, all, every particle of water in every ocean. It's already been calculated as what needs to happen. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was out form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. It says He was hovering. Oh, glory to God. Once you start researching this, and we'll, we'll see this in the future, in, as in future broadcasts when we go over it. He hovered over you when you became a child of Almighty God. When you accepted Jesus, He was hovering over you. He was Spirit of God moved upon the face of of the waters, but you notice nothing happened yet. He's just out there moving. All the calculations have been made. The plans are in place. He's moving. And God said, all right, now I'm going to change this a little bit because that's not what the original Hebrew said. Let there be light and there was light. I mean, that's okay and everything. I mean, you know, let there be and it was, you know, okay. All right. But I like the original Hebrew. It says, and God said, Light be, and light was. The Holy Ghost went to work. Glory to God. Now you can see when Jesus said, It's the Father within me, He does the works. Well, yeah, there's miracles happened all through Jesus' ministry. I mean, He created the entire planet. God said, The Holy Ghost moved in this universe came into being. And science has proven a long time ago that the one word that sums up all matter in existence is light energy. And when God said, let there be light, well, when God said, light be, and the Holy Ghost made it happen in 24 hours time, one day, one day, there were 16 billion, 70 million, 400,000 miles of universe in one day from that one command from God and the Holy Spirit making it happen. And that who can be in charge of your life if you make the decision for it to be. That's what we're leading up to. Yeah, you're welcome. You know, people always wanting to be introduced to, you know, powerful people, influential people. I'll just introduce you to the spirit of power himself. Glory to God. I did. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Make you want to run around this place. Hope you had your seatbelt. I didn't, I didn't see. I didn't even ask if you had a seatbelt on before I started into that. Now, I want you to see something. Very, You know, Jesus said it was the Father within Him. He doeth the work. Now, we just saw the walking out of that. So, I want to see one other thing, and we'll wind up for this broadcast and get ready for the next one. 
Go with me to Matthew chapter 3. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 3. Boy, it's good stuff, isn't it? Man, this don't get you fired up. My spiritual father says, if this don't get you fired up, your wood's wet. This is so hot a fire, it's allowed to dry your wood out and then start the fire. All right. Matthew 3. Look in. Well, we're going to read down through. So we're going to start in um, verse 11. Okay. Now this is John the Baptist. <clears throat> I indeed baptize you with water under repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. See, I told you, fire, dry your wood out, and then start the fire. And he goes on down, whose fan <clears throat> is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge the floor and gather in his wheat into the... Uh, uh, Oh yeah, and he will he will burn up the chaff. That's what I was going to chant and with unquenchable fire. Now, as we study in future broadcasts, you'll see a description of a fire from the loins up and a fire from the loins down. So get this fire in your in your concept and in your thinking. Now, for the sake of time, we're going to drop down. I want you to see. Let's go to. Verse 16, And Jesus, when He was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto Him, and He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon Him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is My beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Now in one of the other accounts it says, And Jesus was about 30 years old. Now, he was just as much the son of God at 29 as he was at 30, but not one miracle, not one demonstration of the power of God did, came through his life in ministry until after he was baptized with the Holy Spirit. If you look that word up, baptized, it means to be washed, to be covered with water, to be immersed has nothing to do with water on the inside. It has to do with being covered with water on the outside, being covered with the Holy Ghost. And we're going to be talking about that in future broadcasts. And we're out of time. It just zips right on by there. Okay, so go back, look through these, go back to the first broadcast this month, then this one, get ready for the next one. And then also at the same time, don't forget, I sure do love you, and God loves you. He is for you. He's never, ever, ever against you. And don't forget that Jesus is Lord. I'm a covenant man. Committed to Him in everything I do. Believe He'll come again.